The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome back and welcome to Wednesday evening. We are here. You are here. So let's get this happening. Lior Samfiru, ready to answer all of your questions on this Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. 416-870-6400. Lines open, ready for you. Your questions answer a lot of questions uh, when they get answered by Lior for so many people. So don't just be bashful and think, you know, nobody else wants to know this. You know what? There's probably many people, dozens if not more that are scratching their head the same way you are about their employment law rights. So that's what we do here. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the uh, is the email address you want to use if you want to chime in that way as well. But we, uh, we'd like to get the phones up and running so they're ready to go. We hope you are as well. Your week that was, what do you got? I got a lot of uh, a lot of busy people, a lot of a lot of uh, interesting issues on my plate always and every time I I, uh, I do the show because I got a lot of questions asked, and I'm yep. I'm glad to answer them. And I'm glad to help people, and hopefully ease some of the burdens that I know a lot of people are uh, are going through these days. So if you have questions about your situation, if you need to know what to do if you're facing a workplace issue, gosh, this is the time. This is the place. There can't be a better opportunity than right now to deal with it. Uh, why wait till tomorrow if we're right here? Maybe you lost your job, like so many people with COVID-19. Maybe you've been put on a temporary layoff. Maybe you've just found out that your business is shutting down or being sold. Whatever that issue is, ask the question so that you know what your rights are. And, of course, we will also give you many opportunities to jot down my phone number and email address so that you can contact me off air if that's what you want. But, as I said, we always start with the week that was. So, over the last week, John, a very, very important court decision from the Ontario Superior Court of Justice uh, came out. Now, this decision has to do with layoffs and COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been saying on the show since COVID first hit over a year ago that for those employees that have been put on a temporary layoff, they have the right to treat that as a termination. Right. Now, I've been saying this. Some people doubted it. They said, well, COVID is such a unique situation. Maybe that's not the case. Well, guess what? Recently, our court here in Ontario agreed and said, yes, absolutely, Uh if you've been put on a temporary layoff despite COVID-19, despite any regulations that the government of Ontario may have implemented, that is still a termination. That still gives you the, the right and the choice to treat that as a termination of your employment. So we don't have doubt anymore. We're not guessing. We're not speculating. We know this for a fact. So you need to understand that if you have been put on a layoff, whether it's recently or maybe it was even uh, last March, you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to sit at home and wait and wonder. Maybe you're thinking, well, other people are being called back to work, not me. What do I do? Well, here's an option that you have. Severance. As much as 24 months pay, you can force that issue. If you want to, we have the court back up now. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. You have that right. 
By the way, outside of the uh, show, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, the number to get a hold of Lior and his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can also email help at employmentlawyer.ca to get the ball rolling. But here and now, it is 416-870-6400. And we always like our phone calls top priority, as I mentioned every uh, every day. And uh, is it Obi? Obi, how are you? Taking my call. So yeah. I I was uh, dismissed uh, for abandonment the job. And for three weeks, uh, like... Uh, I was un- unable to contact with them. I was sick anyway. So they dismissed me, and I talk, I called my uh, legal, uh, legal aid clinic, and the lawyer over there said, yeah, three weeks, um, uh, there's nothing that the employer did wrong. And he told me I can call ministry. I called ministry. I enrolled in ministry, and now my employer is paying me for three weeks. Oh, gosh. No, 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 not the ministry. So how long have you worked there for? I worked there for three and a half years, more than three and a half years. And why weren't you able to contact your employer for three weeks? I was very sick. I did. I was very ill. So they they did try to email me, and try to call me, but I was just so ill that I wasn't able to. And, and I was I was yeah. also seeing psychiatrist. So I think maybe my some mental issue, mental health. Issues, uh, maybe some of that was involved. So I was uh, just basically I was unable to contact with them. But I did, uh, I did inform them I am sick. But after that, uh, I was uh, un- uh, unable to contact them. So, Obi, but here's I- how this works: if you have a legitimate medical reason with doctor corroboration that confirms that you were not able to contact them, or that you were sick, even you know that you don't have to be on your deathbed, but that you were had. A medical condition that's not job abandonment because you're not avoiding uh, calling them you're not doing this on purpose you are sick it happens and there's been a lot of people that have been very sick over the past uh, year so that's not job abandonment here's my problem here the problem is that they owe you a lot more than three weeks pay they could potentially owe you six months pay the problem is you got the Ministry of Labor involved okay and when you get the Ministry of Labor involved you you give up 90% of your rights. So I need you to contact me off air as soon as possible. I want to see if I can get you out of this Ministry of Labor process. It depends on when you filed it. It depends on the exact uh, process that you started. Uh, that's my concern here. My concern is not about uh, what uh, you're owed. My concern is that you may have given up your rights by going to the Ministry of Labor. So please contact me as soon as possible. Not uh, next week. Contact me tomorrow and let's have a chat. Okay, and just one more thing. The the lawyer at the legal clinic told me, I mean, they, it seems like they waited for you three weeks, uh, and it seems like it, uh, that they didn't uh, they didn't know anything about my case. I understand what you're saying. So, what's your uh, what's your opinion on that? For three weeks, I was. Uh, unable to contact them. What's my, your... my opinion is as long as the doctor says you had a medical issue, I'm not concerned about it at all, and they owe you about six months' pay. My concern is the Ministry of Labor. So please contact me and let me see if I can get you out of there, out of that process, so that I can get you that six months' pay that you're owed. Oh, we appreciate that. I'm going to give you that number once again. I'll give it throughout the show. As you know, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 Reach out. Don't, uh, don't hesitate. Don't waste any more time. One eight five five 
821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Just a, you know, another uh, another notch, uh, uh, many reasons why you can't or try to avoid to go to the Ministry of Labor, right? So let, let me kind of break this down. The Ministry of Labor can only get Obi uh, his minimum entitlements, not his full entitlements. Now, his minimum entitlements are three weeks pay, a week per year of service. His full legal entitlements could easily be six months. They could even be a bit more than that. So the problem is once he files a complaint with the Ministry of Labor saying, hey, Ministry, I need you to get me my termination entitlements. In doing that, unless he withdraws that complaint within two weeks, he's given up his full entitlements. He's now not allowed to pursue them. So that is something I don't want anyone to do. That's why I've spoken many times on this show, but when you lose your job, do not go to the Ministry of Labor. Please, you can't because you are giving up your rights. I hope for him there's still a way to get him out of there. Otherwise, he potentially is walking away from five-plus months' pay. Not a good thing. 416-870-6400, the number to call in just like that. Get some answers. You probably, uh, if, you're, if you're walking blind in this situation with employment law, this is why we do the show and this is why you really need to call. doesn't matter what the question is. Bring it on. No questions are uh, too stupid or too bizarre. It's all about your rights. So what else you got going on as far as your, your other issues concerned, pal? I spoke with a lady this week who had been off for a number of months, actually, because of workplace harassment. She was being mistreated by a supervisor, and as a result of that, she, she had to go off on a leave. She had suffering from depression and anxiety, and doctor put her off work. While she, she was off, she told her employer exactly, and in writing, here's what's been happening, here's what this, this supervisor was doing, please, please deal with it. She was cleared to go back to work, but the doctor even said that, well, she needs to have some some assurances that the matter was dealt with. Well, her employer said, yeah, definitely come back to work, but we haven't yet looked into this matter. Once you're back, then we'll we'll see what we can do about it. But for now, come back to work, and essentially, let's pretend that it's all, it's all good. Well, that's not good enough. Once her em- employer was advised of this potential harassment issue, they should have immediately investigated that issue. Right there and then, they should have taken it seriously. And if harassment was found, they should have eradicated it, done something to ensure that when she comes back to work, she's not going back to the same situation. Right now, she's going to be going back in the same situation. That's not acceptable. That's not proper. So this employer dropped the ball. And in dropping the ball and not even investigating this, this is now potentially a constructive dismissal. It's a situation where they've created a work environment that makes it difficult to continue working, potentially a human rights violation. She doesn't have to go back in those circumstances. So I want to remind everyone, employees and employers, whenever we're dealing with workplace harassment, that has to be taken seriously. As a first step, it has to be investigated, a serious, proper, and thorough investigation by the employer. They have to take it seriously and ultimately do whatever needs to be done to fix that problem. If the employer doesn't do that, they're in breach of several statutes and law and laws. So please take that seriously and employee. Give your employer the opportunity to fix it. If they don't, if they drop the ball like this employer did, give me a call. And we're going to get into all about constructive dismissal after the short break as well. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. That is it. Welcome back. 416-870-6400. And all about uh, constructive dismissal we'll get to here in just a bit. Always the phones first, though. Tony, thanks for hanging on for a moment. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, guys. Thank you. You Uh, bet. What's up? Well, I've been laid off for over a year now. Um, I've been working for this company for over 15 years. And I got laid off last April. And I'm just, I'm in uh, sales. So I was just wondering the accounts that I had this year that I've been laid off. Am I still entitled to that commission? So you're talking about commission on accounts that came in while you were off? No, accounts that were mine. Right, but is it commission on the, on those accounts while you were off? Though not, you're not talking about commission that was earned before the layoff started, right? No, no, not before. While, while I've been laid off, because technically they're still my accounts, right? Because I've only been laid off. I haven't been fired. Yes. I'm just wondering, am I still entitled to commission on those accounts? Is so anyone else uh, kind of serving those accounts right now? Yes, there is somebody that's serving them. So if someone else is, is serving the accounts because you're on layoff, no, you're not entitled to, to those commissions. But what you are entitled to uh, is if you you want to, you can treat this layoff as a termination. And again, depending on your age, you could be looking maybe at 16 to 18 months of pay, which is based on your average uh, earnings. So if you know on average you make, I don't know, 80000 a year, then that's the figure that's going to be used to calculate. So if you choose to stay on a layoff, then there's nothing you can do right now until something happens. They call you back or they don't. Or you could choose to treat this layoff as a termination. Can I ask you something? If I, if I um, let's say that I ask for my severance right. and they say that they want to hire me back, do they owe me any money for the year that I've been laid off? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Yes. You've already been off for a year. Uh, right. So a, a year plus. So that's already 12 or 13 months that they owe you. So sure, if they want to make you whole and pay you and then go back, okay, if you want to do that. But they can't also avoid paying you for the last year. So yeah, absolutely. If that's what you want to do, uh, Tony, why don't you connect with me off air? It's not a complicated process. It's a process that now in light of the most recent court decision that I was talking about is is a, a, a very kind of a sure thing. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I'll do that. If you don't mind, just one quick thing I want to ask sure. you again. In the budget, uh, when they gave the budget, I heard that uh, the government was giving an incentive to employers to hire employees back. Have you heard anything about that? Is that true? or? Is... I have not heard anything about it. Uh, and yeah. But even if they did... That doesn't change the legal significance of this. I mean, an employer always could decide to do it or not, but what they have to do if they lay off someone is to pay severance if that's what the employee wants. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. And I'm going to give you the numbers. We, uh, we let you go there. one 855 821 to carry on. And uh, 
Get things resolved for yourself. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the way you want to make your phone call as well. You've still got uh, tons of time here on this Wednesday night edition of the show. All right, all about constructive dismissal. Difference between, big question, constructive dismissal and a regular dismissal. A lot of confusion here with the regular folk. So let's let's be very clear on this. So a regular yeah. dismissal, well, we know what that is, right? Sure. company decides you're not going to be working here. We're letting you go. That's a dismissal. Sometimes we call that a termination. Been called into a meeting, handed a paper, today's your last day, or next week is your last day, whatever it is, you've been let go. That's a regular dismissal. company made the decision. A constructive dismissal, on the other hand, is a situation where the employee chooses to look at their workplace situation as a termination. So in other words, something happened in the workplace, a change or some situation happened that makes it difficult for the employee to continue working, and the employee says, uh-uh, no, no, I am not continuing to work because of these these issues. I am choosing to say, you've terminated my employment. So even though the employer has not chosen to terminate, even though the employer has not said the words, you're gone, the law would still consider that to be a termination of employment in some situations. So regular dismissal, company makes the decision. Constructive dismissal, employee makes the decision because of something that the employer did. So give us uh, some examples of a common constructive dismissal situation. What do you think? So a common constructive dismissal situation. So again, we're talking about situations where something happened that makes it difficult to continue working. Classic situation is a reduction in pay. Really, any significant change in terms of employment. So if your employer reduced your pay, you have a right to say, I'm not accepting that. I'm choosing to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Now, employer, you have to pay me my severance. So also a reduction in hours, a demotion, a relocation where you have to travel much further. Uh, you know, taking away your commission or, or changing your commission structure. All those things can absolutely be constructive dismissal if the employee wants it. So remember with a constructive dismissal, it's not automatic. What happens is if you're facing a change, you have a choice to make. Yes, choice number one, I accept this change. Maybe I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to accept it. Or choice number two is no, not accepting it. Constructive dismissal. I want my severance and I'm going to leave. So that's how constructive dismissal works. Again, 416-870-6400 is the number to call through. In between the uh, talking points, you want to give us a call. We'd be uh, loving to get you on the air. Is uh, Well, you know what? I'll, I'll save this question because I think we got a call ready to go, uh, as I just mentioned. 416-870-6400. Charles, you're up. Good evening. Good evening. May I still call you Big John Scholes? Oh, oh my gosh, that's a holdover from 17, 18 years, 20 years ago. Good grief. Well, you know, my friend, it, it's your voice. Hey, you, have ah. that, you have that radio voice. <laughs> What's up, pal? <laughs> anywho, anywho um, so here's what happened. Now, um, generally companies cannot suspend an employee without pay, correct? That would be considered correct. A, okay, now, during the emergency orders due to COVID, the company was not really adhering to all the rules, okay? So, the you-know-what-hit-the-fan here at the company. Yep. Out came a memo, it's in writing, stating that if any employee is on company property without a mask from here on in, they will be sent home without pay. Can they still do that? No. Uh, they cannot. So, obviously, they should be sent home, uh, and they should be given a, a warning. And then said that if it happens again, we're 
we're potentially going to look at terminating your employment. But a suspension without pay generally, certainly if it's a one-time offense, uh, is not appropriate. Now, that said, here's the practical reality. So when I mean that they can't do that is an employee may be able to choose to say that's a constructive dismissal. But if someone is suspended one day without pay, doesn't make sense to do that. Doesn't make sense to say, because of this one day you've terminated my employment. I think for most employees that wouldn't make sense. So as a practical matter, it may be not something that something wants to do something about. But no, an employer generally cannot suspend without pay. A suspension has to be with pay. And that could be one step before a company considers terminating someone for cause. And that's even do like even under these these emergency orders. And now that this has happened to the to the said company um, with the, being the partial shutdown, um, the employer can cannot send an employee home without pay for not wearing a mask. So let's say that that I come in the next day and oh my god, I forgot my mask. Well. According to what the letter says, I cannot step out of my vehicle. I cannot be on employee pro- uh, company property without a mask. And if right. I'm not, then sent home, suspended for the day without pay. Well, I'm, I'm assuming most employers have contingency plans. Employee forgets their mask, we'll find a mask to give them. But bottom line is no. An employer, if an employee does something wrong, and obviously breaching health orders is doing something wrong. Uh, they can still not be suspended without pay. Again, we're talking about non-union environment. It may be different in a Correct. union environment, but in a non-union environment, no, they cannot do that. Um, now, I have one more question, if I may. Sure. If you have a second. Okay, so yeah. here we go. My daughter is a contract worker. She was working for a company, and um, they terminated. Well, her contract had ended back uh, before Christmas time, so she went on EI. And what they did now is that they hired her to come back to the company under another contract. They're keeping her under contract. She seems to be the go-to person all the time. Yeah. Um, they can do that. Because basically, I said to her, I said, if you want me that bad, then you, you've got to give me full-time employment. And well, I mean, what they're doing is, is that what they're doing is before she got laid off last time, she was able to work from home. Right. But now she has to leave the home and go to the office. Well, certainly she, if the contract did end uh, and now that's a, it's a new one, I mean, she may have leverage and she may say, I'm only going to accept this if you hire me as a full-time employee and if I can work from home. And if they want her badly enough, they may have to say yes. But legally speaking, do they have an obligation to hire her or something other than a contract? No, they don't. And they're also allowed to say, as long as they're allowed to open the business, as long as it's you know an essential service, they're allowed to say that uh, if you want to come back, it would have to be in the office. So that's fine to do. But maybe, as you're saying, maybe they need her, so maybe she has some leverage and she can negotiate better terms. Yeah, and that's what I had said to her, but she's kind of timid. Um, yeah. I, I, your, I, I listen to your show every single week, and, and what you say to me is gospel. Thanks, man. I'm serious. And when I talk to people who are going through um, this situation, I throw out your name. I appreciate that, man. I do. Right? Um, Like I said, your word to me is gospel, and and um, I. She's just a very timid, shy girl who. Oh, I'm working again. Thank God. You know, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Right? I don't care about no benefits for that. I'm working again. Well, you know what? 
Um, I think the ball is kind of in your court right now, and if they want you that bad. And they also changed the position, too, where she can't work from home. She has to come in. Yeah, Charles, if she needs some, some help in terms of how to approach them, what to say, I'm more than happy to chat with her, have her reach out to me. But it sounds like she may have leverage to negotiate better terms, and it would be, to me, silly not to at least try to do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, my friends, thank you very much for your time. All of you stay safe and have yourself a great night. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate uh, your time as well, making the phone call. Really, I uh, really love having you on the air. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Neil, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Thank you very much for taking my call. I have a friend who had, um, he's, he was employed, I think, 29 years. And it was a large company. Um, he has a social disability. So in his early 30s, he was hired on through a social disability agency. And through the program, he had obtained employment with this employer. Now, uh, his total time has been, I think, about 29 years, 24 of it with the company. Um, So the first four or five years, it was through the program. And then after that, the company had hired him on. Now, with this COVID thing, he finally received... Uh, a notice of termination, he and uh, the whole group of people at the place, termination, and they offered him $15,000 as um, as his severance for that. And I said to him, I don't think so, because like the previous gentleman, I do listen to this show occasionally, and I said, uh, do not, they sent him a letter on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Now, this is a fellow that doesn't understand the nuances whatsoever about employment law. And I said, do not sign that letter no matter what. To quote you, your rights do not end on Friday. Exactly. So he did not sign that. Um, now, uh, I'm not sure what he's done since from that, but he's 62, 63 years of age, has a social disability. The, the chances of him obtaining any meaningful long-term employment is really not very good at this point. So I'm just wondering his options on this one. So I'll tell you this uh, right now, Neil. He's owed 24 months' pay. So unless he makes seven or eight thousand dollars a year, fifteen thousand dollars is not a good offer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so, what I said to him as well. Yes. So what he needs to do, and and I know that he may be a bit intimidated or unsure, but he needs to contact me. Maybe the two of you can reach out to me together, you know, for you to, yes. be, to, you know, to, to lend some support. The good news is this that this is not going to be difficult. This is not going to require legal maneuvering or, or to, to start all kinds of complicated legal processes. Generally, right. a letter or two from me should do the trick to get him what he's owed here. So right. I don't, he shouldn't, you know, obviously I can't force him, but hopefully you can explain yeah. to him that he is legally owed that. That's not uh, an opinion. It's not a nice thing to have. It's something yeah. that he's actually legally owed. So have him give me a call. Happy to talk to both of you if, if, if he feels more comfortable doing it that way. And yeah. then I'll help him get what he's owed. Hopefully he has not signed. If he did sign, I'm not going to be able to help him. Uh, but okay. let me have a chance to chat with him and, and get him what he's owed. And perhaps if there's other people, you said there's a group of them there, you know, maybe you should let them know the same thing. Do not sign. I'm assuming that other people, if he was treated badly, that the others may not have been treated better. So let's make sure that everyone gets what they're owed. Yeah, I, I, I understand that there are two or three others with similar issues who had worked for 
if not the same length of time, but close to it. Now, I don't know if they did or didn't sign because I, I've met, but I don't know the other people as such. But I do know him and we're friends. So um, I don't know. He's asked. He said, you know, the other people have called me and said, did you sign the letter? And I told him, don't tell him that you have or haven't because I don't want to start a problem here. Um, just tell him you're still waiting to find out what's going on. And that's kind of what he's done so far. So, all right, just uh, out of is it possible, as I say, they had offered him 15000 I'm guessing his average income was about, I think he said was around $35,000. Right. Um, what's a ballpark that maybe he uh, might want to ask the company for? I'm telling you, especially given the fact he's been there for 25 or 28, 29 years, He's yes. in his 60s. He has a disability that's going to make it more difficult to find another job. Absolutely. It's also COVID-19, which already yes. makes it more difficult to find another job. So it's 24 months. There really is no other number here. You know, if he yes. makes $35,000 a year, well, that's 70000 using my, my simple math here. Uh, yes. That's what he's owed. And, you know, if you're owed seventy, why yes. uh, why would you accept sixty or fifty? You know what I mean? Uh, but the chances that that if he simply says, "Hey, pay me seventy thousand," that they're going to go on their own from fifteen to seventy, the chances of that are of that are not great at all. Yes. So they're going to need a bit of a push. Well, you know, call me the pusher. That's what I do. So Absolutely. have him give me a call, and I'll help him. All right, I'll speak with him again and uh, and see see what the situation is. I haven't spoken to him for a little while. It just occurred to me now um, that maybe I should talk with you guys to figure out that all right thank you very much i appreciate all your time thanks neil thanks neil appreciate yours as well and uh, the number again reaching out real simple one 821 5900 neil reach out to your pal and maybe some colleagues as well one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca yeah we're going to call you the pusher nice tip of the hat to steppenwolf <laughs> but uh you know, it's yep. funny though, and that's you know that kind of encapsulates what encapsulates what a lot of people feel that they're scared. They think it's a long legal process. They're going to be wound up in court. It's going to take tons of money and time and effort, and and just too much pain, panic, and strife. It's not like that. I've seen you do it with family members. It's not like that. It's not like that. It really, really isn't. It's not something that's going to tie up the next two years of your life or even one year of your life. It resolves quickly. And he, listen. This is someone, obviously, you know, he's not a, a high earner. He's not an executive. He makes, yeah. uh, a, 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 you know, a good living wage of $35,000 a year. But even for him, the value of his entitlements is $70,000. Totally. That's a lot of money that he's legally owed after all these years that he put in with that company. I hope he doesn't walk away from it. Same with you at home. You may not be earning 200000 You may be earning ten or twenty or $30,000. You still have rights. You still have entitlements. If you want to know what those are, let's have a chat about that. Let me help you get with your road. Still got some time. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through. If you want to uh, you want to ask some questions in the last few minutes of the show here, no problem. Have you seen more? We were talking about constructive dismissal before. Have you seen more over the past year due to COVID? And if so, it must be a wild percentage. Yeah, John, this was uh, uh, the year of constructive dismissal. I, I don't know that I've yeah. ever seen more constructive dismissals than I have over the past you know, 13, 14 months. Uh, and, and again, it's because of COVID-19. It's not because employers are bad or trying to hurt employees, not at all. But the law is the law. So I've seen companies 
Number one, putting people on a temporary layoff. My gosh, this has been massive. And a temporary layoff is a constructive dismissal. It's a change to the terms of employment. So right there, I've seen companies uh, reduce hours. So, you know, I know you used to work 40 hours. We're going to put you at 20. Reduce pay. Instead of paying you 50000 we're going to pay you 40000 uh, I've seen companies uh, change shifts. Well, right now we're going to get rid of the night shift or the day shift, and we're going to have you work the other shift. All those things, and a lot of them have to do with COVID, are still constructive dismissal. That concept still exists as strong as ever, maybe stronger than ever now during COVID-19. So I've helped literally hundreds and hundreds of people over the past year deal with that, resolve those issues, get what they're owed. So if you're facing that change, maybe it's because of COVID-19 or maybe it has nothing to do with it, but your job has changed, your compensation has changed, your hours, responsibilities, location. Constructive dismissal is a term that should jump to your to your mind if that happens. If you want to talk about it, give me a call and let's uh, let's do it. Is, uh, is workplace harassment a type of constructive dismissal? So absolutely. So we, we've spoken even at the top of the show, I spoke about workplace harassment. So what happens with the workplace harassment, remember that an employer has an obligation to keep your workplace safe and healthy and supportive. That's a fundamental obligation that every employer has. So what happens if that's not the case? What happens if despite that obligation, you're now working in a poison or a toxic work environment? Well, wait a second. That's a breach of the terms of employment. You're supposed to give me a healthy work environment. Instead, I'm, I have a toxic work environment. So that's still a change, meaning an employee that's facing harassment, one of the options, one of the remedies that they have is to say this harassment now has resulted in a constructive dismissal. I don't have to continue working in that environment. That's a termination. You have to pay me severance. So yes, a form or a type of constructive dismissal happens when we're dealing with workplace harassment. You know, you're hearing this show and now you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe maybe I'm in that situation. Maybe my employer's done something that now it is a constructive dismissal now that I've got the definition. What uh, what do you do? So some some constructive dismissals are, you know, as clear as day. So, you know, I, my yeah. pay was 50, now it's 30. Well, that's a constructive dismissal in no matter what. So some are more subtle. But so either way, if it's a it's a clear constructive dismissal, make that choice. Do you accept it or do you treat it as a constructive dismissal? If you want to treat it as a constructive dismissal, you only have a small window to do it. You can't wait too long. Your employer is not just going to say, yes, you're right, it's a constructive dismissal, here's a check. We're going to need to deal with that. You want to give me a call as soon as possible. If it's one of those constructive dismissals that may not be obvious, like workplace harassment, you need to document it somehow. You need to have records of what happened, what you've tried to do to resolve it, so that we can show and prove that harassment. If you can prove that harassment, then we can easily pursue this as a constructive dismissal. But the key in all those situations, Don, is John, is don't sit on your rights. Your rights can expire, okay? If you, con- if you continue working, you've accepted whatever it is that the employer did, so act now and act quickly. And finally, can someone, you know, they might have got a little wisdom in them now. Can they just say, oh, I'm going to quit and deal with it afterwards? So that's putting the, the cart before the horse. The before horse, you yeah. quit because of harassment, I want to talk to you. We need to make sure we get you out of there in a proper way, that we communicate the reason to your employer. So don't say, well, you've done this to me. I'm out of here. And then call me. Call me first. We'll talk about your exit plan. And then we do it properly so that we preserve your rights. So if you're facing a constructive dismissal, before you do anything, 
call me. An excellent evening once again. Appreciate all your correspondence on the phone lines. Thank you for taking the time and joining us. We'll do it again on the weekend. In the meantime, one 821 5900 is the way to call Lior and his team now that we are done for this particular evening. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Just employmentlawyer.ca. We'll give you links to our long-running TV show. And always the website first, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. What an amazing and free tool. Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.